This is your host, Victoria, and in today's episode, we are talking all about the power of a moment of stillness. I hope that this will spark an idea in your mind and perhaps make you want to try out this tool that I've been sharing a lot with my clients. As usual, I would love to know where in the world you are, what you're up to, what your environment looks like, what you're doing as you listen to this episode. So many of you have been coming back every single week to use this podcast as your weekly dose of personal development. And I'm so grateful for all of you. I'm so honored to be able to guide you through this moment. And I'm so impressed by your commitment to your own personal growth. I would love to know what you do as you listen to this podcast. Are you sat somewhere with a certain view? Are you out for a walk? Are you doing the groceries? Are you cooking? Let me know, take a photo and tag me at Victoria Sardane. Another little note to this one, if you love coming back here week on week, the best way to support this podcast is to give a rating on Apple or on Spotify. It will take you about three seconds maximum. If you grab your phone now and give it a little rating, it will make a world, world, world of a difference and I would appreciate it so much. Thanks guys and enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Victoria Sardane Podcast, where you'll discover actionable tools, tips, and tricks, as well as inspiring conversations to support you to change your own reality. We all have immense personal power within us. We all have the ability to be the person we look up to the most and take charge of our lives and our future. Sometimes we just need a little insight, a little change of perspective, and a friendly nudge to take the step. Are you ready? Hi everybody, today we are talking about the power of taking a moment of stillness. So this will just be a short little episode. I wanted to present this idea to you and to explain a little bit why I've been speaking about this a lot with my clients lately and why I've been practicing it myself and what the impacts might be and different scenarios where this tool might actually be able to help you. So what do I mean by taking a moment of stillness or a moment of silence? Well, something that I realized is that we are very rarely in a state of low stimulation. We are often doing many things at once. Ironically, in the intro of this podcast episode, I was asking you what you were up to while you were listening to this podcast episode because in reality, we're always doing something. Very rarely are we sat listen to a podcast without doing anything on the side. A lot of those who reach out to me tell me that they like to listen to my podcast episodes while they're out for a walk or when they're doing the grocery shopping or when they're cooking. So they tend to be doing several things at once. A lot of the time, if we're out for a walk, we're either going to take that time to also make a call, to listen to some music, perhaps listen to a podcast episode, If we're cooking, I know a lot of my clients tell me that they are watching a show, so they have a show going on while they're cooking. And a lot of the time, if we're sat watching a show, then we're also on our phones. So I always find this so interesting as to how we feel the need to create more and more and more stimulation when we're doing one single activity. And I was listening to another podcast episode where he was talking about multitasking and how multitasking is a bit of a myth. If you think of your attention as a 100% full battery, when you multitask, 
you're not placing your attention on two things. You're actually halving your attention on both of those things. And in reality, you actually lose some. So it wouldn't even be 50% and 50%. It would be about 40% and 40%. And you lose some of that attention in the middle. So we often are trying to do many things at once, create more and more stimulation. And in a world where there is already so much stimulation, we feel uncomfortable in silence. We feel uncomfortable in stillness. We feel uncomfortable when we are simply doing nothing. And I'm not leaving myself out of the equation. I'm exactly the same, which is why I understand this whole situation and why for me personally and for my clients, it's actually been a true challenge to practice taking moments of stillness, taking moments of silence where we're only doing one thing. My personal favorite way of taking this moment of silence is to go for a walk without my phone, without anything, and simply go for a walk with the intention of going for a walk and looking around and letting that be enough stimulation. But it doesn't even have to be a walk. It can be enjoying your breakfast or having your morning coffee instead of at the same time reading something on the news while listening to a podcast episode with some music perhaps also in the background and at the same time having a chat with your partner or family member. It's really about reducing the amount of things that we do at once in order to be fully focused and present on one thing. When I talk about moment of stillness, the idea of meditation is probably the first thing that came to mind for you. And of course, meditation can be a great way to do that. But for many of us, meditation might actually be almost too extreme or too far. It might be something that we're so uncomfortable with that we don't quite feel ready for it. Or we might have beliefs around meditation that I can't do it, I can't meditate, I can't not think of anything. It might be something that actually adds more stress. And it might be something that we have stigma towards. So one of the ladies who's currently doing my group coaching program, The Self Mastery Solution, she spoke about how she really reframed daily meditation into daily stillness. And she doesn't necessarily do it with her eyes closed in lotus position and her palms up, but she does it sat on her terrace in the morning, having her morning coffee. And she doesn't listen to anything She doesn't do anything. She's simply there. She's simply present. And she tries to reduce the amount of thoughts in her mind and really become an observer of the thoughts that pop in and out, which is the whole basis of meditation. So in the end, it's still taking those benefits, but being able to repackage it in something that is perhaps a little bit more digestible. So I wanted to go through the four ways and four times in which these moments of stillness can be incredibly beneficial and what those benefits might actually look like and how they might actually support you based on what you're going through in your life at the moment. The first one is that taking these moments of stillness can create a break from your stress response. So during the day, a lot of the time, our stress response is activated, right? Our fight or flight mode. We know that we're in a state of heightened excitement and focus, and we have a lot of things going on. We feel a lot of energy. And that's incredibly positive because those moments of stress are what allow us to go into our tunnel vision, to get lost into something that we're focused on, 
to get really excited when we're having a meeting or doing a presentation, to be able to think incredibly clearly, to be sharp with our thoughts, to have quick reactions. So those are incredibly positive. However, what has come up in a lot of my client sessions recently is that a lot of my clients are finding themselves with their stress response activated all day and perhaps even during their lunch break they're sat with colleagues chatting about something so they don't get to relax or perhaps they're eating in front of their laptop while working therefore their stress response is still on and the trouble with keeping this stress response on for an extended period of time is that we actually disconnect to our body so the rest response when our body is in a state of rest that's when it gives us cues that's when it gives us signals that's when it talks to us that's when it tells us that it's hungry or that it's tired or that we've had too much screen time or that we haven't been breathing or that we have a headache or that we need to go to the toilet all these cues speak to us when we're in a position where we can listen they also tell us when we need to take a break the trouble is that if our stress response is activated the whole time we're basically numb we're in this tunnel vision where we cannot feel ourselves get tired because our body is saying okay it's not the time. We're in a really stressful situation. If we're dealing with something extreme that absolutely has to be dealt with now, we'll deal with the fatigue later. For now, I'll just make you numb. You won't feel that fatigue and that will help you get through this specific instance. So it's really short-term thinking. And taking this moment of stillness can make us take a break from our stress response. We can reconnect to our body and all of a sudden we realize, wait, I haven't properly been breathing. Oh my goodness. And we feel this need to take a big deep breath of air. Or actually I'm hungry and I haven't eaten all day. Or actually my eyes are hurting and I really need a break from my screen. Or I'm exhausted and I need to leave work a little bit earlier today. The danger with going on with our stress response without taking this moment of stillness is that we don't realize that we're exhausted, we don't realize that it's been too much until it all comes crashing down later. An analogy that I gave to a client the other day was that we can imagine ourselves in a soundproof box and all the signals of our body are knocking on the door saying, you've been on the screen for six hours straight, stand up, move your legs, you need to go to the toilet, go eat something, breathe. Our body is telling us all of these things, but we're in a soundproof box, so we can't hear it. And at the end of the day, when we finally step away, we open the soundproof box, we crawl out of our hole, and we get hit with all of these signals, all of these messages, and all of a sudden we find ourselves exhausted. That fatigue all hits at once, and we have a headache, our eyes hurt, we can no longer focus, we feel like we're completely drained, and we completely flop. And that's because we haven't heard those signals all day. And something as small as taking a little moment of stillness, maybe within your workday that's not possible, but maybe it's going to the window, opening the window and taking a big, deep, fresh breath of air and really trying to do a bit of a body scan and ask yourself how you feel in this moment. And that moment of stillness can allow you to reconnect with your body. 
and you're much more likely to see those cues, to understand them, to really tell yourself, okay, I need to take a lunch break, I need to recharge for the afternoon, and then hopefully you'd actually finish the workday not on 0% battery. You might be low, you might have given a lot during the day, but you might still be in a position to say, okay, great, end of the day, gonna take a shower, gonna eat a little something, maybe do some exercise, and then I feel fresh and ready to maybe do something else with my evening, maybe go for dinner with a friend, maybe work on something personal, maybe spend some quality time with myself or somebody else. So that cycle of giving, 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 but being completely numb and not realizing it until we crash, that is a huge sign that we need to be taking these moments of stillness during our day in order to reconnect with ourselves. So that is the first one, and I really wanted to take the time to emphasize that because I'm sure that many of you listening to this can relate to this, and this is really, really, really a huge opportunity for you. The second benefit to taking these moments of stillness is that we can practice presence. I've spoken a lot about presence. I have many different podcast episodes about presence. I will link them in the show notes below in case you have not listened to them. I really recommend that you do. But the main idea to wrap it all up is basically that anxiety and fear and worry only exist when our mind is in the future. It does not exist when our mind is in the present. And that is the incredible beauty and power of the present moment. And taking these moments of stillness allow us to practice sitting in the present. It's not something that will come naturally to us. It's something that we really need to practice. And meditation allows us to practice this. But if meditation feels like it's a step too far, find another way to incorporate a moment of stillness even if it's going for a walk, but during that walk, you are focused on your posture, you're focused on your breathing, you're focused on what you notice around you. Your ability to practice being present will be a huge tool for you during your life because you can notice and catch your thoughts. There will be times in your life, and many of my clients share this with me, that they're overthinking, that they're spiraling in their head, that they're living a worst case scenario, which in reality will never come, but they're feeding that fear into their body and their body is reacting viscerally, physically. So they're basically giving their body the experience of fear without it even being real. And we know the impacts of that on our health. And so many of them ask me, but how Do I stop this spiral in my mind? And it is practice. And this is such an easy way to practice. You might notice that the first time you try, go for a walk around the block without bringing your phone or doing anything, you might get to the end and realize, oh, I wasn't present at all. I don't even remember what I did. I don't even remember what I was thinking about. I was just in my head. Okay, let me try next time. Taking it with this element of curiosity, taking it with this element of challenge, taking it with this element of constant improvement and working towards something and practicing being present in the moment. That brings me to my third point, which is when we take a moment of stillness, we can notice the beauty around us. I promise you there are so many things that we miss 
visual cues, we miss sounds, we miss smells when we are not present. We're in our head, we're thinking about something in the future that might never happen, or we're thinking about something in the past that's already behind us, and we're missing the beauty that is right in front of us. On the day of my birthday, actually, I went for my usual walk around the park, but this time I told myself I didn't really want to listen to a podcast, I didn't want to listen to music, I really just wanted to be fully present. And my objective of the day of my birthday was really just to have a beautiful day. I wanted to make the most of it. And it felt like the first time in a long time that my goal of the day was not to move forward on something. It was not to help my future self. It was actually just enjoying that day. And because I went into my walk with that intention, I noticed so much around that park that I had never previously noticed. Here in Thailand, we have water monitors, which are these huge one or two meter long lizards that look like dinosaurs. And there aren't usually many, or I've never noticed many of them in that specific park. There are other parks in the city that have many of them, but that specific park usually doesn't have many. But that day I noticed so many of them and groups of them and baby lizards and all of this. And I realized they're probably always there. I just never actually take the time to notice them. I'm never present enough to notice them. I also realized that day that I was making eye contact with people and I had two strangers spark conversation with me. That's also something that never happens. And it was because I was open. I was open around me. I wasn't wearing headphones. I wasn't looking at my feet, thinking in my head about what I was learning in my podcast episode or perhaps planning something or planning my day or planning a next session or something like this, but I was actually looking around with open eyes, open ears, and an open presence that all of a sudden allowed so much more to come in. And I finished that walk feeling like it was so long, like it had been a full day of walking because I felt like I soaked so much in and I was so present every single step. So that is the third point is that when we take these moments of stillness, it doesn't even have to be a walk. It can simply be you sat somewhere in a park looking around and I bet you'll notice so much more that you haven't noticed before. It will allow you to notice the beauty around you. And the fourth point, somewhat related to the first point about breaking the stress response, but it will also be a hard stop to your autopilot. So a lot of us are living in autopilot we think the same thoughts every day. We feel the same emotions every day. And in the end, a lot of our concerns actually come from this autopilot. And when I work with clients on changing their behaviors, changing their beliefs, changing their thought patterns, changing the reoccurring emotions that keep eating them up from inside, those elements are stuck within an automated system and it does take quite a lot to undo that automated system. We can work together by creating a new conscious response, by thinking about how we could switch one emotion for another, how we could switch one reaction for another. But those changes live in the conscious part of their brain, in the front part of their brain, which is conscious, which is able to rationalize, which is able to look at a situation objectively, 
make different choices based on what's going on, but the primitive part of their brain is where they store their automatic reactions. We all have habits, and a lot of what we do is ruled by habits, and that is the part that's challenging. With one client in particular, we're really working on her tendency to overwork, to overdo things, and to really live her life as though she was in constant seek for recognition. And we've thought about it, we've discussed it, we've analyzed it, we've put new tools in place, new systems in place, but the most important thing for her to make sure that she doesn't continue in this automatic reaction is to take a pause. The second she takes a pause, she's able to all of a sudden snap out of it. As though she's snapping out of her body and all of a sudden she sees herself as though she were someone else. And she can see herself objectively and say, whoa, 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 what are you doing here? Why are you delivering somebody caviar when what they asked for was a burger? That was an example that she gave me. Within her work setting, she's always delivering 10, 15 times more than what was requested simply because it's been such a habit, an ingrained mechanism within her to always want to do more, 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 even if it's not necessary, even if it's not what the client had asked. But that switch can only come about when there is a pause, when she can snap herself out of these automatic patterns and that comes with a moment of stillness. A moment where there's less stimulation, a moment where she's able to bring herself back to her body, reconnect, and move her thoughts, her judgments, and her actions from the automatic part of her brain to the front part of her brain, which is conscious, which can rationalize and go through the reflection questions and the tools and the systems we put in place in order to help her move forward in the best way possible. So that is it for this short little mini episode. I hope that it was insightful. I hope that it maybe gave you an idea of how you can use moments of stillness in your day. And I would love to know how you're planning on going about this, why you're planning on going about this, which of the examples that I gave spoke to you the most. Please do not hesitate to reach out. And if you want to do this kind of work on practicing moving away from autopilot patterns of being engulfed in stress, of living by the same emotions, same thoughts, same beliefs day in and day out, and you want to create true change in your life, reach out. This is the kind of work that I do with my clients one-on-one. I will be taking on a few more one-on-one clients over the coming months. Reach out, let's have a chat, and we can see where it goes. In the meantime, guys, I will see you next week for a brand new episode.